term legendary is used to give gravitas to permanents that depict focal characters, locations, and even events on the cardboard. But what makes a creature card legendary? And are there any creatures that we think deserve to be elevated to that status? Welcome to Magic the Flavoring, the Magic the Gathering podcast, where we talk about all things magic, flavor, design, and lore. I'm your host, Andy Mann. Hello, Nathan Cancel. And What's again, that a, took... What a legendary intro, that one. Legendary was. intro, which took me about five takes to get on that yeah. one. Yeah. I was writing the episode, name of the episode as Legend, wait for it, Derry, and not realising I'd have to wait so long for the episode. Uh, yeah, we might get sued by How I Met Your Mother. If oh, no, 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 that's just that's in my internal notes. We're not, we're not going to... Oh, okay. We're not actually steal that. I mean, that's fine. I mean, we have just said it on live air, but that's fine. It's, they, can't, they can't TM words... Oh, uh, they can try. It's a slogan, but we're not like printing it in print, are we? So that's true, that's true. Uh, hello, welcome hello, to the hello. show, guys. Um, so, you might notice a little bit of a change in sound quality. We are not in our usual recording space today, so we're a little bit echoey. You also might hear some planes going overhead. Uh, so we can only apologise about that. But it was either this or we don't record for a week. It's and... funny that we're not actually in quarantine, but we are literally in an escape room. Yeah, we, uh, yeah we're, <laughs> we're, uh, we're sat in, uh, in my work. I'm just in a break at work at the moment, which we've decided to take a podcast recording mm. for. And so, uh, yeah, so now you know what I do. I run an escape room. But you didn't have to give your information. If you people, I mean, I've given away my they full don't name, know my full name on Facebook. I mean, you know, we're screwed. <laughs> if they want to find us, they can. But don't travel. Stay inside. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, guys, yeah. Uh, obviously, the world's going a little bit crazy at the yeah, moment. A little bit beginning positive. at the end. It is a little bit the beginning at the end. But obviously, it's not. That's fine. We've had it's some fine. good films and some good games come out in the last year. Just stay at home. Knees up. Yeah, exactly. Just eat, delivery. You know, yeah. We've got loads of options. And we'll still be here along with the rest of the uh, magic content creating yeah. uh, world talking about Magic the Gathering until... Uh, until we can't anymore. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until the coughs take over. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about uh, all that horrible gubbins. No, 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 we're no. Uh, here to talk about some lovely gubbins that we want to talk about. Indeed is. Um, today we're going to be talking about legendary creatures. Legendary creatures uh, that we think that they're not actually legendary at the moment. They're just maybe plain creatures mm. that we think should have the type legendary attached to them. Because mm-hmm. there are plenty of creatures uh, that are that are very powerful, that aren't legendary. There are plenty of creatures that we always wish that we could have maybe at the head of our commander decks. They're yeah. not legendary, and we're, we're too chicken just to ask our playgroup, like a bunch of adults, whether we can have them at the head of our uh, please, commander Mom. decks. Can yeah, we... Please, can we have fun? Can no, I, I'm not doing that. It's tonight, awkward. Please. No, it's too awkward. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to play by the rules and sit here and stew. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are, there are all these creatures that I think pretty much every Magic player has that they think, yeah, that would be a sick legendary creature. Whether it's for gameplay reasons, whether it's for uh, like flavor reasons, color reasons as well. Sometimes. Color reasons, oh yeah, yeah. Like so I guess there are some um, creatures out there that people would like to be legendary because it gets like that one more color of their like sacrifice effect. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. So there's plenty of things. So you know, these are just our ones, and we're going to explain them out to you. And then if you agree, fine. If mm. not, fine. I, you know, I suppose. Right? Yeah, you do oh. you. Jeez. You just have to Even disagree with in, everything that we say. entitled to your opinions, how dare you? I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Nathan, you've been taking the lead on this one, mate. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, kick us off. So, we're looking at the fact, that, right? So, when we looked at um, Planeswalkers, how many did we say there were? 200? Was it 200? Oh, so, Something like that. Was like I don't so. listen to our content. Yeah, <laughs> uh, whereas with um, Legendary Creatures, we are now currently at 926. 926? 926. Is that just creatures or is that Yeah, permanents? Legendary Creatures. Right. I didn't look up permanents, so I haven't looked up like lands, enchantments, even the uh, sorceries that um, came out in Dominaria. Mm-hmm. I, haven't enc- I haven't counted any of those. Um, Artifacts? No, 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 nothing. Mm-hmm. Unless there is a legendary artifact creature, then yeah. Uh, but this is just when I put through Scryfall, it gave me, gave me a, a number, and the number was 926. It was actually less... Less than I thought it'd be, considering how many planeswalkers we have. Considering we've had whole sets where you have, like, say, legends, Dominaria, and Kamigawa well, yeah. that revolve around legendary as a mechanic. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, so we've got. If we're looking at the next year, we've obviously got um, the legends uh, set coming out. 
or the uh, the the the, e- the EDH is called Commander Commander command Legends. Yeah, Commander Legends exactly. So that's going to be uh, between that um, all of the extra Commander products that are coming out alongside the sets, the sets that we've got coming out um, and core sets. Everything. If you look at all the different content that's been coming out between here and the end of the year, we're looking at probably like another hundred, hundred and twenty legends, <laughs> which. If you can think about that, that's over a ten percent increase in one year. Yeah, which is absurd. Yeah, um, which is I mean, with there's a thing on um, kind of going around at the moment of like, of do you do, do we wait as as EGH um, brewers? Do we wait? Uh, do we wait until we get to the legend set and think? Yeah, because there's gonna be so many different options. I honestly, I am. Yeah, and I there, think been, there have been plenty are. of brews, even brews where I'm like, I don't even have to invest that much money to do it, but I know that if I so so for example, I've always wanted to build a grand warlord rudder deck. Yeah. Um, and I have the kind of I have the bits to do it, but yeah. I, I don't really have the emotional or monetary time yeah. to finish that deck off. By the time Commander Legends comes out, mm. and I think, holy crap, there's a new Gruel Legendary that's mm. super cool, and I really want to build. So yeah, no, it's stopping me from doing it. Yeah. Well, I think that we, the two of us are quite we're, we're much more inclined to build around like a commander will see a will see a legendary creature and go, yeah, okay, I want to build a deck around. Yeah, I have like rather I have than, a real affinity with rather the than going like, oh, I want to build another say Dimir control deck that say like. Instead of using like mechanical concepts mm. for our decks, we tend to use like the, the card itself rather than going, oh, yeah. maybe I want to maybe build a more staxy deck. And yeah. then you find a commander that fits to that. that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Style. I think, yeah, I'll either... I mean, it's true I do sometimes see a gap. I mean, last week we spoke about our, our flavor decks and Grenzo mm. definitely filled a gap when I first built him, mm. but I only kept Grenzo together because of the emotional attachment I built yeah. to that character yeah, moving forward. So, I mean, like talking about in terms of that then, so legend, legends tend to be... So obviously, rules-wise, legendary creatures are unique in terms of you can't have more than one of the same one on the table at the same time. Throughout the years of Magic, we've had some changes of where if you had one, then your opponent couldn't even play one onto the board. You then moved into if you had one, your opponent had one, they would both be put into the graveyard. Um, and then it was that one would have to be put into the graveyard. Obviously, if you played one against theirs, it would be a good bit of removal. Um, if you played one on your own side, you'd be able to, and you could lose the first one, the second one. It had like a good ETB effect or something like that. Um, so that uniqueness um, is kind of pretty much like what what defines them. Because if we look at um, when legendary um, creatures first uh, came out, it was in the set Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, remarkably, this is where the Elder Dragons were first printed, um, which is the you know the the inception of our format that we love so much in Commander. Um, the Legends in that set kind of got split into two. Um, you either had the vanilla Legends, like say Jedi Ojedin, which is basically just like a, the basic vanilla creatures that would be like say six seven mana. They have a lot of flavor text on, but they're yeah. essentially just a five five for seven or something. They're like, like that. they're like a storyboard, right? Yeah, essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. the idea is they're like conceptual characters that it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily supposed to be like, you know, you're top-downing this this person. You haven't got an amazing idea for some vampire legend. You build everything around the card around them. It's more that, okay, we're just prefacing with a, with a creature with a creature name um, and some story. And essentially, the story is the, import, the important part to these characters because they do tend to have about six, seven lines of flavor text. But did they have, did most of these characters have actual story attributed to them? Well, Blackblade just... um, Black did, for sure. Um, some more than others. There are some that barely have any, um, like um, a Lady of the Mountain and things like that don't necessarily have, like... A huge amount of story relevance, um, but the fact that you, the fact that this was one of the only sets that really de- de- dealt with. I mean, obviously it was introducing them in the first place, but it had a load of them. If you look back, I mean, there's a few people that will play like I don't know, like a red green deck and have like one of the red green legends at the helm because it doesn't matter whatever the, it doesn't matter whatever the legendary creature is for sure. the commander. So they chose one of the more obscure ones. I mean, most of these cards from um, from legends are quite expensive because they're really hard to get hold of now. And mm-hmm. um, so like the good one, like um, Hazes on Tamar, which uh, creates um, a load of sand one one sand uh, tokens based on the number of lands that you have. Yeah, um, those kinds of creatures that actually do something decent. A lot more expensive. Ang- Angus McKenzie, very expensive. Yeah. Um, same kind of thing of where they're really obscure, they're hard to get hold of. Um, and that's what I mean when I say that Legends introduced a bunch of vanilla 
vanilla legends with cool flavor and then they also have brought in um, a load of more interesting more interesting um legends that actually had like unique effects that hadn't been seen before then if you move through uh, throughout the sets then we get to like say kamigawa where they introduced 118 new um new legends um and the, the thing about kamigawa is it moved it into being a super type mm-hmm. so it's, they start before that it would be that you would be summoning um a legend and so, yeah, so not the- necessarily like be a creature type it'd almost be like um a lord like so lord of atlantis is you, you're summoning a lord Whereas you weren't necessarily summoning sure. Murphy, you were summoning a lord. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then it moved the, the type from being that you're summoning a legend to being a legendary creature, and then they could do whatever with the extra types in the back of it. Obviously, okay. a lot of these have been changed by Arata to have creature types that fit more to their um, to their um, character, um, so they can be used in a broader con- a broader context. Um, so yeah, it's funny. I never really understood the distinction between that. Obviously, I knew that older Magic cards use the format of summon whatever. Yeah. But people spoke about uh, like super types. And I always used to kind of nod my head and go, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, I play Magic the Gathering. I like werewolves. <laughs> um, and, yeah, never really know what the fuck mm. a super type was. But, yeah, you just explained it to me. Yeah, yeah. So and it, it kind of changed a little bit because um, I used to use, try and use um, Saber Tavok in my Rakdos deck to try and destroy... Because um, it has a tap ability to destroy target legend. Mm-hmm. Um, and the annoying thing about that is it, that specifically means legendary creature. So it's been errata to do so. Because I thought I could get rid of my, you know, legendary enchantments. Like, screw your great henge, that's getting destroyed. That kind of thing. Turns out, no. Um, the reason why it <laughs> turns out you can't be that much of a prick. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, if you're playing Great Henge against me, I don't think I'm the prick in the equation. Here. Look, just because I have three Great Henges and you have, okay, I didn't zero. even know you had three. I thought you had two. So nah, I pulled one in a promo okay. booster. I won at uh, Theros pre-release. Let's <sighs> let your pretension sit for a moment, there, shall I? <laughs> has a little planeswalker stamp and everything. Great, fantastic, awesome. Um, whereas <laughs> other cards, like say Captain Sis, say state legendary um, card, so you could get any card that was legendary, be it land, sorcery, blah blah blah. Yeah, um, which I've used a great effect, looping um, Urza's ruinous blast out of your graveyard using Bow of Nylia. Yeah, highly that's a lot of fun. That. Highly recommend. Oh, that. so much fun. I love um, that deck. And then obviously, moving a little bit past that, then fucking we had the... Fucking shitty could you, fucking... Could you, could you stop? Could you chill? What? Calm down. Um, I'm in a mood. So now we're... <laughs> <laughs> um, the pressures of the world are getting to Andy. Bless him. That's right. We're going to try and placate him. Um, and then and the other thing, big thing, uh, moving forward to, um, through uh, the history of magic was when Mythic Rarity was introduced. Now, typically... You'd expect most legends, in the same way you'd expect most planeswalkers, of course we've since then bucked the trend a little, you'd expect most legends to be mythic because of their mythical status. Myths and legends are almost synonymous as words, so you'd expect your mythical rarity cards to be the legendary creatures of your sets. Um, Obviously that doesn't always naturally follow form. Even in Kamigawa we had our first uncommon legends in the Brothers uh, Yamakaze. We've had uncommon legends in Dominaria, um, obviously to help with the legend in every pack um, um, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, not trope um, a cute thing a gimmick gimmick that was the word I didn't help you out there at no, all no, did sorry, I, you just I had no idea there. what you were <laughs> reaching for I'm sorry <laughs> um, and then we've also seen since um, uh, rare, rare and Uncommon Planeswalkers as well so clearly they're willing to be more flexible they don't need to make it feel like they're putting all of the the the, the um, interest in it, everything up like a big plinth you know yeah. they're, not, they're not unattainable unreachable even though I would argue that maybe they should be um, but what makes uh, a creature yeah. legendary Andy, what makes a creature legendary? The legendary subtype. I mean, yeah, okay, but what to you? What? what oh shit! What, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you actually just think that was what I was asking? Nah, you? I'm fucking with you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what makes would, yeah, what makes yeah. a legend what like in my heart of hearts? Yeah. So what would be the difference between like a powerful in card my and a magic legendary card? Yeah, yeah. Or what would, what would you what would you expect from a legendary? So creature? okay, right, yeah. Without like, I'm being very belligerent to say. Um, so legendary creatures or like legendary permanents in general, because I say you do yeah, get sure. you get legends of everything. Mm-hmm. It's like I said in the in the cold intro. For me, they have to have some significance. Like when we spoke about planeswalkers a few year, weeks ago, a few years ago, um, in our younger years, yeah, in our younger years, <laughs> before I was in a mood, um, 
which was what 29 yeah, years yeah, ago yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> um like the the planeswalkers are the are the kind of like protagonists of the story right mm. but i do expect that of legendary stuff as well but legendary because now planeswalkers are legendary it's kind of come full circle but legendary permanence whether it's a land or a creature or an artifact or a vehicle like mm. in, in kaladesh i think they have to have some kind of gravitas beyond them just being like a really good version of that creature mm-hmm. um whether that's storyline or not i don't necessarily know that that necessarily has to be the case. Uh, so, for example, if you have uh, like a good example of a creature that is a really immense creature, but I wouldn't necessarily think it should be legendary, is say something like Thing in the Ice, where it's yeah. it's this big, immense, like very splashy, very high concept card, but I wouldn't necessarily think it's so important that it needs the legendary super type. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rex, Rexy or the Rising Deep, which thematically yeah. is a very similar idea, is another Kraken, like Thing in the Ice turns into a Kraken, Rexy or the Leviathan, mm. Kraken-y, HP Lovecraft-y thing. Yeah. That has much more gravitas mm. to it. Something like the Heart of Kieran, which is a legendary vehicle, has a really big impetus in the storyline and is kind of a, like a one-of-a-kind. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that that kind of gives it a legendary status. Yeah. Well, that's what I've got. So the first thing I've written here essentially is um, unique... I, I originally wrote unique effect, uh, but let's, let's, flip, let's flip over. So the, yeah, unique status. So... In the same way that we kind of mentioned last week about Feldergriff, of because it's not listed as being the Feldergriff, mm. um, it makes it feel less like it's a legendary because it's not the only one of its type. It feels like it's just your average run of the mill Feldergriff, mm. and I guess it kind of comes to a point of um, of um, like I don't know classification of why why do you have one one human just human human tokens when every single human obviously in magic has a name every single person should be an individual person yeah. so in terms of status okay yeah you want your king your king of the your king of the of the village is going to probably likely be a legendary creature sure. but then also the baker is the only baker in the village so you know and he and then what about the person that makes you know the the, the, the dairy guy because he's got to be legendary sure right so you know like the realistically I guess the whole point is that if it's a, it's the status of the plane right isn't yeah. it the status where you are like and I guess it can be a little um like what's yeah what's the difference say between the thing in the ice and say Rex or the Risen Deep. I guess there might be more of these awoken horrors out there somewhere. Who knows? Mm. Um, and I guess maybe sometimes mechanically you might have reasons to uh, flex around with them. Moving on to the point of being that I guess you also don't want the thing. Sometimes you want to you you can put effects on legends that are so so overpowered or super 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 strong because you're not can't, you can't have, you can't have more than one of them in play at the same time. Like I would imagine you don't typically want to have a cheap legendary creature that has a really strong ETB or or leads a battlefield effect because you promote people wanting to play the second one. To, to you know legend rule the other one out of play to get the effect of it like things like questing beast for example kind of gets away with being so unbelievably powerful and having every single ability that's known to man on it because you can't have more than one in play at the same time yeah sure it's like say for example like Izamaru Izamaru is a good example of how hound can, of condo yeah you can get away with having a one mana two two because it's legendary you can't have more than one in play at the same time and that's where the legendary status as much as he was an important character and you know a very good boy um the fact that you can use the legendary status of the card mechanically almost to limit his functionality. I do you know what? There's going to be a balancing out though because you're 100 percent right, and like that is the theory, right? But have you? I've not. I can't. Well, I don't have any way to back this up. I have no evidence and I have no references, so um, this isn't a very good point. But I'm going to make it anyway. <laughs> um, I I have in my gut felt that they've made some creatures that aren't legendary, or they've made creatures that are legendary. Sorry not as powerful maybe as their direct counterparts in a set because they know that commander players will be playing these things as the head of their deck. Yeah. So a lot of legendary creatures now 
I mean, they've done the Theros Gods, but the Theros Gods have, like, activation costs and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Giving things like Hexproof or Indestructible yeah. or something absurd, they're starting to not necessarily give every Legendary yeah. other Yeah, Carnage Tyrant, if it was Legendary, mm, would, be, would be really obnoxious. Which you'd think, again, like, talking about this trope, because, oh, you, you it's can't the Carnage Tyrant. Yeah. It's a Tyrant. Yeah. It has to be at least... But then, in my mind, what makes it more awesome is the fact that if it's not Legendary, you could have a fleet of those going to war. Imagine being, imagine having yeah. six Carnage Tyrants coming at you. But then... With a camera in the background. Carnage, like, I mean, like, yeah, but Carnage also, in, Tyrants in a, doesn't sound anywhere yeah. near as but scary as of, the Carnage Tyrant. In a world of Zakamas and Satalpas, I don't think that a Carnage Tyrant's actually that, <laughs> that impressive. No. When you've got this Pterodactyl across the horizon. I out put the, I put the elder, deliberately, by the way, guys. I don't actually out, know it's Pterodactyl. Out of all of those Elder Dinosaurs, yeah. Zatalpa is looks the, the most, most ridiculous. Terrifying. Looks ridiculous. That beak is huge. Well, it's just I've seen those birds. I've seen birds that have similar bills trying to yeah. catch fish off the sea. And that thing, if that goes across your fill, you ain't got nothing left. Well, just like the scaling of it. Like yeah. obviously they're all huge and all scary. But like the card art in that one, where it's the someone on the on like a bridge or a turret mm. on a Razka, and you've got the tulpas like flapping away. Yeah. Where the hell was this thing before if it that, came out anyway? If that came <laughs> over the horizon, I think I'd disappear into my own anus. Like that's crazy. Yeah, right. Like, Whereas all uh, the other ones, you can't yeah, escape it scary, as well. It takes up like, half the sky. <laughs> like Golter, I don't fucking care. It's just. Yeah. All T Rexes are big. Yeah. It's a shit. That's like yeah, a giant. The Zata- Zatalpa looks real scary. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I guess. Um, so. So yeah, moving back to like, so what makes a creature legendary? I guess they so, yeah, are unique effects as well. I think if if there's something that hasn't really been done before, um, or usually this comes from um, what I like to call um, top down building of legends. So where you have someone like Dalakos or Haxos, for, yeah. if we're looking at Theros. Um, the latest serial set of where you have let's make an Achilles character mm-hmm. and they find a really flavorful way that works within the game kind of like what we talked about with Ginger Brute where the flavor and the, and the card all work and the mechanics and the flavor work succinctly together to make something that's you know better than the sum, the, the, part, the sum of its parts yes um, Haktos is the same of where you know, they had to come up with a really unique ability to properly cho- show off the Achilles Hill effect of the character that is trying to trope so you ended up with this very unique character because they were going top down so with Dalakos of where you're going to start and it goes well meaning you know he built it's um, a, a, an analogue for um, oh I can't remember his name now um, the guy who built the wings Daedalus Icarus. yeah Daedalus thank you so obviously he wanted to be something to do with equipment and it obviously got granted the thing that it was that he gave the wings to like, impetus so he gave the haste and the flight so it makes sense you know and it's all very succinct the other way you can do it, I mean, this is where I think um, cards like, say, Questing Beast come from. Questing Beast is a bit difficult because it's, this is another one that we'll talk about um, a little bit later. But bottom-up effects of where you have something that mechanically is very, very strong. It does a thing that you maybe want in the set. Maybe it's your like your, your your flagship of a certain new mechanic or whatever. And you build it so strongly, you kind of go, well, if it's this strong and it's powerful, we're going to be, make it a mythic. Why not assign it one of the characters that's from the story mm-hmm. to give it even more elevation? We can give it the legendary status, then people can play it as a commander. It also means that we can't have like three or four of them sitting in play at once, dominating the battlefield. Um, that for me is the other other way around. They you know that can make a, cre- a card feel legendary. It doesn't matter about the law around it. It matters about the card itself. There's something so absolutely bonkers that it just feels yeah. legendary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And obviously, this is very subjective. They don't get. They, I mean, wizards don't get to get to tell us that it's subjective. They tell us whether a creature is legendary or not. But you know, we're going to argue back and forth about this. And maybe sometimes I think the biggest caveat going forward is I think they've got very good at making each legend at least feel somewhat unique. Um, the problem is because now legends are so abundant, they don't feel as special. But I feel like they make every card. So it, it's very hard to argue any of the recent legends shouldn't be legendary. Yeah, I guess I do. Sort of, I agree. Like because they printed a lot of legendary creatures. The, the fact that when one comes out you're less like holy crap that's a legendary creature mm. I would say however I think it's quite I think it's I think it's 
a better decision to sacrifice that sense of oh it's special or yeah to then then to use the legendary creature status as a way to tell stories per plane yeah you couldn't have done Eldraine without having lots of El- legendary creatures mm. you couldn't have done Theros without having lots of legendary mm. creatures it's just kind of it's maybe a bit of a miss that they did them back to back something like uh, Zendikar mm. can have like four or five legends because it's not necessarily about them yeah you know I guess it's also a good way to give more and more like to to pile a load of a load of potential lore into a set without having to put too much effort in like, like mm. we got to see all the different five knights um in in the in Eldraine and there was a lot of like other bits where you can kind of just throw characters down that make people go oh that's interesting maybe we can look at it into them and yeah it kind of annoys some people there's no lore around Sir, Sir Conrad for example like mm. what makes him the grim you know um, what's but, up with that fucking skull he's yeah exactly yeah, yeah, but at yeah. the same time it does make your plane feel more rich especially if we don't have as much time to stay on planes as we used to and we're just bouncing in bouncing out I like the idea that they kind of just go here here loads of stuff we might not actually follow up on a lot of it but it gives you something it gives you options to pull at and then obviously you'll still have the three or four characters that do get their time in the sun because they will but I'd like it obviously if we move more in towards the legendary creatures having a focus and just the planeswalkers but that's you know a consistent gripe maybe we'll get more law slides yeah that'd be yeah great i can't wait I mean, to be for fair, my I next d- 200 word yeah. blurb i mean i would always say there's nothing wrong with more stuff but when, when it's at the uh when it's at the behest of other stuff that doesn't actually come out then yeah maybe 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 just buy, oh, give us that's both. that's what we call less stuff yeah exactly <laughs> right so <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> girl you are so bitter today oh, man. It's, like, it's like i like it i like it it's, it's good it's is this yeah this is firing bad. me up um, yeah right. So, legends that shouldn't be legends. Now, I feel like this category is a little bit harder than the second category, which, shockingly, is non-legends that should be legends. Yeah. Who saw that coming? But I find, as, as again, so going back to that uh, previous statement of, because they've, done, they've got very good at designing legends and being very comfortable at producing a lot of them, like, I didn't feel like any of the legends of Dominaria were bad. Nope. I felt like they all did a thing, they all worked, even Valduk. Which is like the whole equipment making elements. The great, like you managed. His, his name is very fun to sing. It is Valduk, Valduk, Valduk. Me, just in my in my mind, I just hear I just hear Mighty Ducks in my head whenever I hear Valduk, and I'm just like, no, I just need an altar of him as like Uncle Scrooge with all of his different weapons around him, just hoarding them. You mean the cartoon, the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> or DuckTales I haven't thought oh no no, no sorry no, I, was ducktales, I was thinking DuckTales I was thinking DuckTales not Mighty there Ducks is, there is a cartoon Duck, yeah, of the, Mighty Ducks yeah but I think Mighty Ducks is also a, a, a sports thing yeah anyway it's about I, hockey yeah I meant about I, the hockey team yeah I meant I meant I meant, I meant DuckTales which by the way go and listen to the theme song it will bring back amazing nostalgia DuckTales no no I don't actually know off my heart Woo-hoo. okay good thanks oh fuck that left me hanging didn't it alright <laughs> Good, right, anyway, so, Christ. so the first one I came to when I'm looking at legends that probably shouldn't be is when you look back at that set legends, I don't think they do that again, I don't think they just make five, seven vanilla creatures for seven mana and just go here, here's some story behind it, um, as much as the story is interesting, that's essentially the lore slide but on the card. We might get a converted mana cost matters set, that'd be fun. Well, uh, yeah, okay, great. I mean, obviously every set. Well, we've got that. We've got that. We recently got that with the recent legend with the anything that costs six or more can't be counted and costs one less. What's his name? That that giant, the giant, the storm conduit, storm's conduit. Oh, no, that's Ralph. Thrix. Um, Thrax. Yeah, th- yeah. Thrix. Yeah, storm Thrix. Giant, the giant. Yeah, the genie. elemental giant thing. Yeah, that makes your convert mana cost five. The one which fucking couldn't give a shit yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Well, yeah, yeah, so you want to use... Yeah, so they have. They've, done, they've already done a converted mana All right, well, I take <laughs> back my glib comment then. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think the Legends probably... I don't think they do that again. I don't think they just do a load of, like, vanilla creatures. Um, and realistically, I don't think it's so easy to pick up on Legends that shouldn't be, because even looking through, like... I, look, I scrolled through some... Um, 
um, some forums from like back in the day, like 20, 20, 2012 to 2016, mm-hmm. where MT, MTG Salvation was still in its absolute prime rip. Um, and there's a lot of people that said things like, "It's back, isn't it?" it? Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's, now, yeah. it's now being. Uh, it's been. I don't. I don't know how. It, I don't know if it was crowdfunded, crowdsourced, but yeah, it got repropped back up again, which is good yeah. because I don't have to lose my account, which is nice. Um, oh. But. Even people saying things like um, Nor in the Wary, I'm like, yeah, but since then we've had Perforous come out. Oh, uh, I passed a foil Nor in the Wary in my Mystery Booster Which draft. I th- that's a shame. Because I, th- I think he's a very cool card, but this is before Perforous came out and he had a functionality. The thing is, a lot of these legends who are unique ability, and everyone's like, oh, it's crap, doesn't even do anything. I'm like, just wait. There are some that very rightly should not be legendary because they just do nonsense. They don't even do anything half decent. But the thing is also, with these, a lot of these cards are from quite long ago. Like, they're not from recent sets. All right, hit me. So, one of the first one that I have. Um, and I don't have very many, um, are the Kirin from Kamigawa. Now, Kamigawa is very much going to be um, what, what, I, what I call the prime candidate for slapping legendary on anything unique, um, which they did. They had so many different legends where they gave them, or so many different creatures they gave a, an interesting ability to, whether it's switch every every creature's power and toughness until end of turn, or each player draws an additional two cards each turn. And these cards, that's Shinsei Death Storehouse and that kind of thing. Like, there are so many that... I think it's, I, I mean, as much as I, I put in brackets here, although it does offer deck options for EDH, I mean, taking away the fact that no matter what kind of deck you want to build in EDH, there is probably a legend from Kamigawa that will fit that. Mm. There were so many legends, it just felt, it felt like it got to a point of where they just put any number, just any single words, that's any single word ability that's a little bit strange, like legendary land walk on a 7-3 for 5 mana. Okay, cool, yeah. Fine, it's you're in the legendary sets, of course that's going to be a legend, but outside of that context, is that actually, does it still, does it still carry as a legend now? Not really. I don't think yeah. so. So yeah, a lot of the Kamigawa set, um, sets like that, but the Kirins especially, and that's there's a cycle of five um, five uh, spirit spirit legends, and basically they all do a thing whenever you play a spirit or arcane spell. So Celestial Kirin, which the deck I actually really want to build, um, is a is two white white for a three three flying. Whenever you play a spirit or arcane spell, you destroy all permanents of the same converted mana cost. So you play around with all these really like up and down the mana costs you can um, 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 to play all these different spirits that can essentially wipe the board and keep you in control. See, converted mana cost matters. But... I know, it's almost like that's already been done before. <laughs> so you've also got this... I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> um, so this, this, this is a true across all of the different uh, colours. And like look, doing a little bit of research, they were kind of, they were important to the set in terms of they um, they had dominion over the different areas of Kamigawa. But apart from that, because they were just Celestial Kirin or the Flaming Kirin, and that kind of thing, it doesn't really feel like I remember looking at the card and when I was going through I only really wanted to build the deck because it shocked me that it was a legendary creature. When yeah. I realised, oh, actually, my, my, the cogs in my brain side turning of how I could abuse it um, and, and turn it into something disgusting and horrible, I was like, oh, actually, that's really cool. But other than that, I remember looking at it being like, it's just a random goat. Yeah. Like, it was just a goat. And, I, my, my, and there's a cycle. I mean, I found Nothing out there's a cycle of them. goats. What's I know, but it's goats? not the Celestial Kirin. It's just Celestial Kirin. It doesn't even have his, Like, at least Yosai was the Morning Star. It wasn't mm. just the Morning... Even if it was just the Morning Star, it'd be fine. That's, like, when you've already got a cycle of legendary dragons, mm. you've got like, this legend of legendary Kirin, and they don't even have names. You know? Yeah, it makes true. them it makes them feel di- especially directly comparable, and this is easy in Kamigawa because there's like a butt ton of, of legends, 118. So you've got a lot you can that can feel either not like obviously less powerful than others, or overshadowed by other ones, or in general just not worth putting a, a legendary you know stamp on. Um, but it did also give us, a, I mean, it was a law, it was a law set, so I can I kind of understand why they wanted to do this because the histories of Asian culture well, obviously kind of were think, very yeah, very celebrated. Like individual this. spirits as well hold a lot of weight in certain world mythologies, mm. don't they? And like... Because everyone has their own personal um, house um, spirits, things like that, right? Yeah. So I do understand, obviously, it's trying to translate the law, but obviously... It is, and to, to be fair, like considering they did do 118 of them, um, 
I know it kind of had a bit of fatigue for, for some people, but it does again now looking back because it's long enough ago that there's probably one or two that at least some, everyone, there's no way that one person knows every single legend from Kamigawa block off the top of their head. Mm. So there's always something to go back and get more interested in and see, see if a, a, a legend or a creature you haven't seen before and do certain, and you're like, okay, that's pretty cool. And if you do think you know every legend from Kamigawa's set, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> exactly. And Challenge. I hate yeah, you. Yeah, challenging. <laughs> how, how, how could you prove that? I want you to list them off right now, blindfolded. But you can't prove that. No, 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 exactly. People are liars. Have you met people? No. Stop lying. Stop lying about how you can name every legendary from Kamigawa, <laughs> Simon, <That's> from Utah. <laughs> I really hope there's not a guy from, a guy from Utah. We have listeners in Utah. I One of them is going to be called I really, Simon. I really hope he's named Simon. And he's a I fucking really, liar. I really... <laughs> Uh, so have you got any legends that you don't think should be... Uh, that I don't that, think. Yeah, that you don't... Legendary questions oh, you don't think. I actually didn't prepare for that question. Because that's what I mean. I find, right, so this is the thing. I have a butt-ton a butt of... Um, a butt-ton? A butt-load of um, legend, <laughs> non-legendary creatures that I think should be legendary. We're rolling with that. It's fine. You know, I just talk about my butt a, a butt-ton. Butt-ton, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, so, whereas trying to see, find legends that weren't unique... This is essentially where it comes down to. So I, look, I looked through to see if it didn't do something unique or interesting... Then, then I didn't think it should be. Or if it did something that was really, really, really underpowered, I didn't think it should be. Um, and there's a couple of those. And then there's one that I think is really generic that I'm going to talk about as well. But I find it really hard not to find uniqueness on legendaries because that's essentially what... Like, I don't think Watsi, apart from that initial legend set, ever allowed themselves not to put something fun and interesting on a legendary stamped card. Because well, I'm really trying away. to think hard now. Exactly. It's really difficult. Uh, off the top of my head, no. I do. I do think that there are in general, legendary creatures that maybe just took up slots, I yeah. think. Like, okay, what's the... I can never remember the name. What's the name of the Golgari legend from War of the Spark? Izomi? No, that's Not. from uh, Guilds. Um, oh, um, um, uh, Karakarov. It's the elf and it regenerates. Storev. Storev. There we go. Storev. Yeah. Yeah, that took a bit of time. Fuck Storev. See, I like Storev. No. Boring. Four five four. Boring. Took up Bring a slot. Back. No. It, well, I mean, yeah. Didn't have to be legendary. Didn't have That's to be legendary. I, mean. I like it as a card. Didn't have to be legendary. Nope. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you on that one. Fair enough. There you go. But I mean, because I was again, I was looking at um, what other people have said. And most some people say things again, like Norin the Wary or like Iname as one, um, which is the eight black, black, green, green, eight, eight spirit that when it comes into play, if you played it from your hand, mm-hmm. you can get any other spirit from your um, deck and put it into play. And then when it goes to the graveyards from play, um, you can return a spirit card from your graveyard to play. Uh, people, you know, jib on that because it's a 12 mana 8-8 that has a very, very narrow ability. And because if you play it in commander and it's not cast from your hand, mm-hmm. you don't get your trigger. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want it to go to the graveyard because it's your commander, so you don't get the trigger. So commander players were unhappy with the way something worked. I mean, that's also shocking. Specific to their super fucking niche format. I know, exactly. Well, you've also got the cards like Veldrain of Sengir, which is a 5 black black for a 5-5. Five five. Um, one black black, it gains Forest Walk, but gets minus three, minus zero until end of turn. Now, if you compare that to Vectus Agents, which mm-hmm. came out in Alara, which is an artifact creature, three black blue for a four, three. And you can give it, for black and blue, you can make, give it minus two, minus zero and death touch. So the idea is you attack it with a four power creature and they go, well, I don't want to take four damage, I'm going to block. You go, well, okay, I drop its power down. I'm going to kill whatever you block with. Um, yeah, so a seven mana, five, five, which, okay, yeah, in the time of Homelands is probably not, not too out of, but for an extra three mana, you could drop its power by three to give it Forest Walk. Right. 
Just why? Sounds shit. Well, the idea is, I guess, the point is that um, power creep and power var- power differences, especially when you're looking at a car from Homeland, don't carry in the same fashion. I mean, sure, like, but all right. I th- so this idea of power creep. I'm not. I'm not accusing you of like sort of propagating this. You're just saying what that the actual answer is, which is yes, way that power levels and sort of power creep yeah. and stuff. This does affect stuff. Yeah, you can't criticize it in the same fashion. I, yeah, but also at the same time. It's like looking at really old films, like really sort of like cult classic films from, say, the 70s and 80s, which mm. are just objectively bad. And you think, oh, yeah, but, you know, just at the time, they didn't understand filmmaking. You think, mm. yeah, but they had eyes and ears, and yeah. they saw what was going wrong. Are you telling me there weren't a lot of game designers in those rooms that didn't just go, ah, fuck it, with a lot of those legends? Yeah, well, I guess it's a difference between, like, Crash Bandicoot and Bubsy. Like, just because a game is old doesn't mean it ha- doesn't... Just because a game's old doesn't mean it's automatically good, in the same way, just because a game's old doesn't mean it's going to be bad. Like, Crash is a very perfect example of a, of a game that held to the point of where it got remade and is still having, you know, followers, whereas Bubsy 3D is <laughs> universally panned as one of the worst games ever made. Sure. And it's not because it was an old game, it was because it was an old game and it did bad things. Yeah, like sure, like older sensibilities about how what what legends are, what a creature is, how powerful it should be, obviously that factors in. Yeah. But then you get loads of old legends that are just incredibly broken in whatever format you play. And then you get other legends that have no text box. And you yeah. think, well, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and I guess I guess the whole point I mean, especially now we're moving into an age where um we want especially with the other thing is big caveat is commander. Commander means that you have to pay so much more attention to your legendary creatures because someone somewhere out there is going to want to build with it. So you want to make sure it's interesting. And also you don't want you don't want it to, again, be either too strong or not strong enough. You want it to have some relevance um, to the story, but not necessarily... I mean, you can't have too much relevance. But at the same time, you don't want something that's going to be like, say, Chilane's a bit on the other end of it because I'd rather Chilane not be a legendary creature because it's so universally powerful and so instinctively... Like, it just naturally produces value and power mm-hmm. that you don't need it to be your commander. You could just have it as a random card that you can choose it for. Because otherwise, having that ability to have that in your commander, if anything, is the thing that pushes it over the, over the edge. Well, see, now this is where this is where we start talking about the, the function and the form a little bit more. Because yeah. there are legends that are specifically designed, whether they're in commander sets or they're in brawl decks, yeah. which is what a big problem with some of these brawl commanders people have is that, you know, these were custom designed to serve the function which they're serving. Yeah. It's not like the legends from the set legends yeah. or from Kamigawa yeah. or even from more recent sets where you think someone's picked an obscure card that has the rules text that allows them to play it as their commander yeah. to do something weird and bonkers. Yeah. This is specifically designed to specifically be your designed commander to do that. and it? have the no. inherent value. Like both between Corvold and Chulain, you look at them and you go, how could you... <coughs> Excuse me. Cool. Uh, so how could you not see that this was going... Like this is going to be inherently yeah they not, might they might broken, as well have... they're not broken but they just they are just so much higher but they could have some... for these cards the rules wouldn't have changed anything just to have scribbled out the word legendary and just written in the word commander in yeah box, well know? the other the other criticism people has the number of colors they had because the other thing about um, commander is obviously the more colors you add yes the harder it is to cast the card in terms of numbers of like colors of mana but the more you can open up your deck to have or more options that you can play within it um, if you take away a color from every legendary card it makes it infinitely better for commander because it narrows your options it makes the, the card choices in the deck like better um, it means you don't have as much scope to play with like Chulain didn't necessarily need all three of his colours he could have lost any number of those colours probably not white because Simic gets enough goods is, as it, it is. is it better or worse if you remove colour better because you don't have so you have a blue blue a blue green um, a blue white deck without having to have all the ramp or you've got your you've got your um, as you've got your uh, Selesnya deck without all of the blue counter magic. Oh, sorry. Effects. When I say when you say better, do you mean better as in objectively more powerful or better? No, as better in, as in better, healthier for healthier, healthier. For sorry, the sorry. That's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, not yeah, not stronger, but, not stronger, yeah. healthier, healthier. It's better to have a strong commander with less colors mm. because it's more dynamic to play. Yeah, and it's more limiting to your option. It doesn't give you again. It's not just imagine if every legendary creature was just five colors. 
That'd be so boring. Yeah. And the idea is the more colours you add to a car, um, to a to a um, to a legendary creature, especially with, uh, specifically because of commander, the more range you give it. So the more powerful, and the more broken it can potentially be. Sure. Um, the only other one I had listed for legends that should, probably shouldn't be is the questing beast. One because mm. it's not the questing beast. I know we've, we had this. Um, we've had this <laughs> mentioned this a few times. I mean, everyone's um, talking it, about yeah, it. It's, it's the talk que- of the yeah, town. It's questing beast. Uh, the fact it was more of an obscure character from the lore anyway is good because it rises into the spotlight. It makes people go and have a look and find out about it. Because people go, oh, I didn't know that the questing beast was a legendary creature. And they go and have a look at Arthurian legend. They get people to go and buy books, which I hear is good. They they have words in them and stuff that you can read stories. I think. Maybe. Oh, like um, shit films. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the um, uh, turnable Kindles, you know. Why? <laughs> so um, the problem with questing beasts is that clearly they they took a, a character they wanted to put onto into um, into the set, um, and then they basically just threw as many. I feel like they just went right. So how many? Like, I reckon they put it on a dartboard and they just threw darts in until they couldn't get any more darts in, and then once they couldn't get any more darts in, that's when they stopped with the abilities. For I it. think the CEOs of Wizards of the Coast and the CEOs of Yu Gi Oh having a bet to see who can get the more see lines who of can text get, to see who can get the smallest font size onto yeah. their cards legitimately yeah. and I think Yu-Gi-Oh have definitely won Yu-Gi-Oh we're, Yu-Gi-Oh we're never, never, never going to beat Yu-Gi-Oh on that front have you seen some of their cards oh my god some of them I was watching a YouTube video the other day how do you people read your cards <laughs> They're shiny and the print's literally minuscule. Oh, I was um, watching, there's a great video a by the uh, YouTuber Jay Witz who does a lot of uh, Pokemon stuff. Mm. And he does Yu-Gi-Oh as well. And he was talking about Yu-Gi-Oh card size uh, font. I'd go watch it. I'm not going to link the video. Do your own work. But um, Yeah, you need a magnifying glass to play that game, honestly. It's, it's, it, was, it was something stupid like the font size on some Yu-Gi-Oh cards is smaller than the legal requirement for some legal documents. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, that's the thing. That's how you get away with it. It's like, what are you playing over there? Oh no, no. Do, do, do you want to read the fine print? It's all fine print. Yeah, it's all fine <laughs> There's print. No I print. don't know what the card does. My optician has told me to stop playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like re- realistically, apart from maybe the argument to say like that, they, in the same way that they maybe put too many planeswalkers into the planeswalker set. I air quoted again. Are oh, we got an air quote in this episode? Um, so how War of the Spark was the planeswalker set, and they did thirty-two planeswalkers in it. It still might have felt like they were pushing too much because they wanted to do the whole. Like we talked about Arlen Cord. Yeah. It's like you needed another green planeswalker, which planeswalker we can get to put to, to fill out all of the um, the cycles, you know, and have it nice and even across the colours and all that nonsense. Um, so apart from maybe like over dilution um, or over saturation, um, like in, again in Dominaria, I don't think there was much criticism for how many legendary cards there were because they all felt fine and unique. But you will run into that to problem. And I'd be surprised if we don't get this by the end of the year of where you kind of run out of unique abilities you can put on legends. Because eventually you just start using abilities that are already on creatures, but you just made them legendary, but you've already got a creature that does that ability. Eventually we're going to have every available ability um, mechanically available from the command sure, side. Sure, but you know? then they do make new mechanics most sets. Of course, but I mean 70 whew, from one set, a lot. So that's yep. the only thing I think you can argue for. Like, they could do a lot of unique stuff. Yeah, I think there's a lot of... There's a lot of legends that could possibly just be, like as we said with Story of, there are a lot of legends that you could take off the legendary status of it. It wouldn't necessarily matter. But I don't necessarily. I think- just think. Well, I think for me, for story of, I was being a little bit facetious earlier, mm. which seems to be the theme of this episode for me. The thing which I thought felt bad was story of, and actually, when we talk about commanders that we, uh, or commanders, when we talk about creatures that we do want to see as legendary, I'll actually come back to Golgari, and actually, I'll come back to Ramnica as mm. well because I will talk about Azoni. Um, but story of hit a nerve for me because I just kind of felt like it was a wasted slot. Like a lot of people felt the same for uh, Zagana, the new one, yeah. Utopian speaker. Yeah. The fact that the mechanics in that didn't seem to be as interesting and it could have been... That could have really been on any yeah. Simic thing. Yeah. But does it hurt a card to put Legendary on it? Apart no. from not being able to play more than um, one at a time? 
I just think it has implications. Like the Sagana is obviously as a character needs to be legendary. I'm gonna I'm gonna get onto this. I'm yeah. gonna get onto this. Because I'm gonna repeat. Because I don't necessarily otherwise. think they have a quota. I don't necessarily think they have a quota for how many legends they need to put in a set. But I don't think it hurts a card to put legendary on it. Whereas um, I think it would also not. But in the same fashion, it wouldn't hurt the card to take legendary away from it. But the only thing is, then you take away the option for that to be. And this is probably the consideration from from wizards is that it then takes away the option for you to be able to use it as your commander. So would they rather give more options for your for you, for you to be able to use or less options for you to be able to use? And they'll probably err on the side of give people more options. Surely more options is better. Yeah. Right. Anyway, right. So, getting moving past the whole legends that shouldn't be because they weren't actually many. Um, non legends that you think should be. Ah, the thing I prepared for. Yes. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, please. I've, right. got, I've got I've got a load that I want to breeze through, and then I've got one that I want to talk about a little bit more. Cool. I have three. Hmm. I didn't think very hard about them. That's fine. That's <laughs> no, that <laughs> no, means, no, that means you. That's No, it's been, it's been stewing. One of them is definitely the last one I'll talk about has been stewing with me for a while. And actually, when I first saw it printed, I was like, "Yeah, that's a guy." That's the thing I want. But the first one actually kind of came to me in a dream. <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, I was, no. <laughs> it came to me when I was researching for this episode, um, which is always a dream. Coldotha uh, Forge Master. Right. So, Coldotha Forge Master is a five drop, three five artifact creature construct. It's a rare. From Mirrodin? Mirrodin. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Return to Mirrodin. Return to Mirrodin, yeah. And it has uh, tap, sacrifice three artifacts, search your library for an artifact card, and put it onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. Um, That's not really the main reason I want it to be a legendary creature. It's a tutor. tutor It's a tutor effect, which you do have to sacrifice things for, so it's not necessarily that broken. But once you get your engines turning, especially in Game of Commander, get a little bit silly. And, uh, I mean, it does. So the reason I want this to see it as legendary is purely from a Vorthos law perspective. Right, okay. I think I know what you're going to go down. Hmm. So I, I, I've got, yeah, I've got a little follow-up to this. Yeah, okay, go, cool. Yeah, I think uh, so, Koldotha Forge Master. Firstly, its name. It's the Koldotha Forge Master. So, mm. Koldotha is the sort of forge, great furnace area on Mirrodin. Mm. And so, this is where a lot of the goblins hang out. It's very sort of rich and red manor. And the, Col- the great forge is part of, like, the religion for the Mirrodin goblins. Mm. And basically what it is, is... I mean, it's, it is what it sounds like. It's a giant forge where a lot of Mirrodin's metal work is created. And mm. obviously being a plane made out of metal and living metal, that's pretty important. But the idea is is that any scrap metal gets thrown into the Great Furnace, along with dead bodies as well, and churned up in the molten magma. And it's it's not just like they're being pragmatic and recycling. It's like the essence of those metals and the essences of those bodies goes back to uh, what they call the Steel Mother, which is kind of like the forge god mm. of for the goblins. Mm. So basically all this is to say is that this is of great importance. Constructs and sort of automaton and Mirrodin obviously have sentience and they do have like autonomy over themselves mm. for the most part. But the thing that really struck me about the Koldotha Forge Master, first it's name, so we already know it's in Koldotha. We know mm. how important Koldotha is, especially to a whole clan of people on Mirrodin. Second one is the fact that it's the Forge Master. Mm. So the fact that this great furnace and the forges in it are so important to the continuation of their religion, let alone just like the way they, they live. Mm. The fact that it's a forge master is pretty important. The artwork depicts it as being a bunch of arms in a great space. Yeah, yeah. So it's the thing that's you know scrapping the metal. It's it's, it's a bit like a yum yum. Um, what's the guy in uh, um, Spirited Away? 
in the Thanos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yama, sure, Yama, sure, sure. Yama. Mm. I can't quite remember really his name. But yeah, this idea of like mm. something with many arms turning cranks and moving things around, very important. Yeah, exactly. The flavor text reads, uh, The goblins say it used to be larger before it began to stoke the great furnace with pieces of itself. Now, that really blew me away, the idea that this automaton, this construct, was kind of rising beyond just kind of basic functions. And you could argue, I suppose, that it's just trying to complete the mission that it's been given and it's trying to keep the fire stoked. But I don't know, to me, that just really sang that this Forge Master understands the sacred nature of this great forge and is even willing to sacrifice its own body Mm. to have it continue on, mm. which to me suggests a sentience and an awareness that kind of goes beyond it just being some fucking mere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, d- I don't know, but just for some reason, everything about this card, the fact that it chooses things up, it mm. creates as well as it destroys, yeah. it seems very godlike and it seems very sentient. And just everything about mm. it, I just think if yeah, you made that, that... Yeah, the fact that the flavour text specifically says it rather yeah. than not it does because there are some flavor texts that will talk about a card in like general like they stoke the fires of blah 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 they mm. could have gone down that route with the mm. and talked to them about a race but the fact that it seems to specify that it's this specific one yeah it's making a decision a specific one yeah, yeah yeah maybe they specifically didn't want it to be a legend i mean maybe this is one of the one one of the cards that again we will never find out because back this happens all back of house and what's here as they're designing sure. and doing play design all that nonsense um, the amount of cards that might have been legends that they go no 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 we need to take legendary off of that yeah to, to make it again maybe not available into in the cards or you know for for whatever reason well, I also um, don't think mechanically I don't think you need more one of the, one of these do you know what I mean yeah exactly it gets yeah. a little bit nutty yeah. I mean I, I play this in my Brudeclad deck so I have had situations where it, I've had loads of tokens out that are copies mm. of it and it gets a little bit silly and I do sort of think as soon as you have more than one things start to get a bit overpowered so even mechanically speaking but I just thought I just to me mm. just everything about this card its size its artwork it Yep. flavor text just said to me if you stuck legendary legendary creature construct the Kaldotha Forge Master the Kaldotha Forge Master yeah that would be really yeah. fucking cool well this is, yeah so it's, a, it's about sort of the back of this point I mean if there's, a, there's a slew of cards that have the in the words um, that don't and that in the name that don't necessarily have the legendary um, a card a card attributed to it um, also similar cards like Uncle Istavan mm-hmm. um, isn't a legendary creature even though I don't have the, oh, they, really? there, there clearly aren't 68 Uncle Istavans out there um, it's things like that of where if you if the card's trying to denote that it's one of a kind, it's like how Questing Beast wasn't the Questing Beast and how Feldegriff isn't the Feldegriff. It's things like that of there are some legends that don't have that titling and are legendary, but, but there are some creatures that do have the 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 titling to them and then don't have mm-hmm. it. Like, like for example, Moray, 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 however it's spelled, the vampire, the vampire from Kawaga and um, from Ravnica. Um, where all of the other vampires look very much like your typical, you know, um, hipster kind of, oh, we go, we go out gallivanting at extravagant events, sucking out of wine glasses. Oh, sure, yeah. Because yeah. this looks w- like what the skeletal vampire, because skeletal vampire looks really Oh, weird but then you well. have something like uh, the, oh my lord, what was the Biobox promo? Vampire. Uh, yeah, the Haunt of Bell, uh, the Haunt of Hightower. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck and, is going on with that? Exactly. And the thing is, so, make, so clearly there are this also this type of vampires in, in Ravnica as well, but then when you have Moria, and you do a card like this, and it looks like it should... I mean, it's not a very powerful card, so I don't think it should have been legendary. But the way that the, the word works and everything, it just there are some cards that you look at and you think that looks like it should have a legendary status to it sure. because it's lacking, you know, or that that individualistic identity. And it has got an individualistic identity. Technically, it should be legendary, right? Yeah. But this is what we were saying also a few weeks ago about um, if you're the only unicorn on a plane. Mm. So that plane, it that is a legendary creature because it is the only horse that has a horn. Like if we had a unicorn on Earth, legendary. 
Whereas on some on some most planes, unicorns because they're normal, be it, of, of, by virtue of being a unicorn, doesn't make you special anymore. Sure. So I guess that's the point of like what's making it special, and then whether or not you know Wizards agrees to, to allow the character to do that. Um, once again, what's your next one? My next one. All right, cool. Uh, this one I'm going to keep fairly short. Uh, this one is Archangel of Thun. Mm. Yes, a 3-4 with flying lifelink. Whenever you gain life, put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. Uh, even the wicked have nightmares as the flavor text. Mm. This is more mechanical than flavor Because you have more than one of them out in play and it's complete utter nuts of utters. I mean, there's that. So <laughs> it does get completely crazy if you have more than one out on play. Um, I mean, a little bit of the flavor. So like Thun is uh, the kind of white aligned city on Chandelar. Mm. That's right, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, uh, Chandelar. That was what I've done myself on. So the fact that they're the Archangel of Thune mm. suggests that angels and flights of angels are a thing. Mm. If they're, I mean, an Archangel, huh, the Archangel, yeah. like just sounds a little bit better. Do you know mm. what I mean? Someone on Twitter was talking to me about this and they said, uh, Archangel, uh, Maelstrom, Archangel. Yeah. And they're right. Like, yeah. if it's an archangel, yeah, that's, that's, it should be, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, the card art as well seems fairly legendary as well. I mean, most angels look fairly ethereal, but this one seems like proper. Again, the thing about if there was an angel that came to Earth would be unbelievably yeah, sure. legendary. But obviously, in the, in the context of magic, ah, that, that's normal. That's yeah. boring, boring, normal. The mechanical thing. I mean, this one's kind of, this one is kind of a hindsight thing. And I suppose you can't really, it is very bad. It's not good to compare two cards, completely different sets, completely different design teams, and completely different metas to it. one another. Yeah, I'm going to fucking do it anyway. Um, this and the new Heliod, Heliod Suncrowned. Yeah. Very similar abilities. Yeah. Thing gains a life, put a counter on it. Mm. They've made this ability into a legendary creature. Mm. So I really, like for me, that just kind of screams that they have this idea that, you know, this kind of utility, especially in white, mm. would be good to have. Maybe one of, maybe it's a little bit powerful. Yeah. And especially as like the head of Commander deck. Yeah, it would be really good. Like, oh, this is I mean, kind of, this is be, Christmas it, fantasy. It, would, it wouldn't be good at being mono white. I mean, well, but then it would then it would be all right in mono white, mm. and it'd be all right. I mean, obviously, it'd be another enabler for like some combos and mm. whatever well, yeah, else. Have you. With walking ballista, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah, sure. But I just kind of think, you know, if this is magical Christmas land, if Watsy was to give us the wand, if the great, you know, gods of magic were to hand us the power and say, make one of these legendary. Mm. In hindsight, I think Archangel Thing would be a fairly fairly all right one mm. to do. Uh, and my last one is Underrealm Lich. Yeah, Underrealm Lich. This is from uh, Guilds of Ravnica. Which was uh, which had the set which had the Golgari in it. I'm just going to get under Realm Lich up because I do want to uh, be very specific with what it does because this is the whole package for me. So an Under Realm Lich is a three generic black green for a creature zombie elf shaman. If you would draw a card instead, look at the top three cards of your library, then put one into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. So a replacement effect for drawing. Yep. You're not drawing a card. You're drawing a card yeah, right. you're putting stuff into your graveyard. Yep. Pay for life. Underrealm Lich gains indestructible until end of turn. Tap it. Mm. It's a 4-3. Uh, it's that mythic rarity as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've stayed... Uh, fuck, that's not the uh, flavor good, text. Good job, good job buddy. <laughs> Ugh. You've strayed over Walder. That's the flavor text. Good. So yeah, the whole thing about this card is really powerful. Yeah. The art is by Anna Steinbauer, uh, Steinbauer mm -hmm. and it's just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, this is the set where we got Azoni, Thousand-Eyed. Azoni, Thousand-Eyed mm -hmm. was the legendary Golgari creature because they had Planeswalkers and their creatures. And if I think if you compare this to Azoni, Thousand-Eyed, which is a fine card yeah, and is a fine representation of Golgari yeah, culture, I just think 
this is just so much better. And when this got released, everyone was saying, this feels like the legendary creature. Yeah. Not only that, but if you go to the actual story, if you go to the Nicky Drayden stories, you have the story Death's Precious uh, Moments, mm. in which a uh, aspiring Kral herbologist and uh, sort of aspiring necromancer mm. tries to win the favour and tutelage of a new lich, mm. which is a Devkaran elf, yeah. which is described as a lich in the Underrealm. Yeah. This is so clearly... Whether that's... We've we gone over this. We don't know what inspired what. But this definitely feels like it either inspired the card mm-hmm. or the like, story... The card the, inspired. by the sp- yeah, story. the card inspired the story, see. And that this should have been the one. Mm. Especially as it's very different to what other Golgari legends can do. I think there's only... You sacrifice a thing, you get a bunch of bugs... Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, get um, a bunch you, of get, you get you get um, one for um, for each creature in your graveyard. Yeah, sacrifice effect, fine, and then like mm. you know, yeah, fine. But I just even the artwork for Azoni, nothing against the artwork itself. It's fine artwork. But if you were to take the uh, Golgari Find Broker, mm. which is a card in the set, and put it next to Azoni and swap those artworks around, yeah, same fucking thing. Yeah, what's the death? yeah kind of. And I just think yeah, the Underrealm Lich, the artwork is just bonkers good, yeah. and everything about it is really fantastic. Yeah, I think Liches in general, like how many of them. Can there really be? Like, surely being a lich is quite difficult. Yeah. You know? This also, as from a commander's perspective, wouldn't you wouldn't build around this commander that much differently to how you would build around other Golgari decks. But what this would do is it would allow you flexibility to go along loads of different uh, strategies concerning your graveyard and concerning mm. bidding cards out of your hand and discard and undergrowth. It was, I mean, I opened this up in my pre-release for that mm. set and it was just, it never won me the game on its own. What it did is it supercharged the rest of my deck. Mm. And I think it would do that to a commander deck in ways that other commanders you're forced to build around to get any value out of it. Mm. Maybe it's the pay for life, it gains indestructible. This is what I'm saying about giving things protection. Yeah, but then to be fair, there is loads of indestructible legendaries. That that's true, there. that's true. And, so and the fact that you have to pay exile, and you tap it. Sense, yeah. Like it's still killing you. Mm. Like it's not free. It's not free regeneration. I just, yeah. And again, I know it's, I know it's a, maybe it's a bit tired already, but the Underrealm Lich. Yeah. Or even if you, like... Azoni, the Underrealm Lich. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why I guess, wasn't that Azoni? Yeah, so I guess like the the, the, the um, devil's advocate point here is that maybe they want to. It creates more um, depth to the plane for you to think of that, and then go again, like with Kardashian, and go, "Oh, that's this isn't just the only one of this. There are more of these out there." Ah, and now it this kind is of, an interesting kind point. of again presents scope essentially yeah. to the plane by going that there might be hundreds upon thousands of liches out there. And there is right. So this is this is obviously. I mean, the whole conceit of this episode is that we get to again wave the wand to make something legendary. Uh, but I am fully behind the conceit that if you you can have lots of space creatively and in your imagination and Wizards puts in the space for you to look at a creature card and have a, a backstory told mm. that is beyond what the creature is on the card. Yeah, you, build, you can build again your own potential headcanon. There are right so many commons and uncommons that are creatures that are, say, just a knight or like uh, the, the poet card from Dominaria. Yeah, tragic poet. Tragic beautiful. poet. Like, you know, Doom Traveller, um, all these kind of Ogre Resistor from, Ogre Resistor. from Mirantin Besiege or whatever and it talks about how um, he he doesn't have a word for home, but he knows it's something yeah. worth fighting for. And of oh course, my god, the yeah. emotion that you get just yeah, from that yeah. little bit of flavor you don't, text. You yeah. don't need. I will say this now, like fifty minutes into this podcast, <laughs> you don't need to make a creature legendary to make that creature interesting. I'm just saying that the creatures I've picked here seem to be so interesting. Mm. I'd really loved for them to be a legendary status, so we can have them be at the forefront of the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's all it is. Yeah, that's fair enough. And again, a good argument for these kinds of cards as well is that if you're like, I really just want to build a deck around it, obviously, obviously talk yeah. to your local group. They probably should allow you to do it unless you're doing something horrendously broken, in which case, bad person, yeah. come play with me. You I'll can also, um, <laughs> another thing I found is really useful to do is if you buy a Sharpie, hmm. you can write legendary in the text box. Nice. And if you play with people who are fucking idiots, <laughs> they don't know to. You get away with it. <laughs> so cheating, basically. Yeah. Hasn't worked at RLGS. No, no, yet. not yet. No. <laughs> I thought I'd save that one yeah, yeah. before I get shouted at. <laughs> oh, good, good. The people we play with are lovely. Oh, fantastic! Right, so I've got a couple of um. So my my very, my specific um uh, example is actually a cycle, um, and that's a cycle that when it first came out, um, I I, I spouted a load of um, angry nonsense onto various forums when uh, the set dropped. So this is from Fate Reforged. Yeah, um, and it's basically. The rare, the rare, the rare legendary cycle um, of of Khans, um, and then the mythic creatures um, that basically both of them are single color that have a hybrid of the other two colors of the um, of the clan to activate as an activated um, activated um, uh, ability. So, for example, you've got Shuyan, the Silent Tempest, yep. being the um, two and a blue legendary creature, human monk three two with prowess. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, you may pay. Red white, red white hybrid, mm-hmm. um, and if you do it, target creature gains double strike until end of turn. Yep. Now, this is obviously your um, spell Sweet slinger card. Jeskai deck. Um, the, the, the amazing, great, fantastic, awesome. Mm-hmm. Does a lot of good stuff. But then you've also got Soulfire Grandmaster, which is the mythic one and a white two two creature human monk with life link. It gives instant and sorcery spells you control life link. Two is it hybrid? Is it hybrid? The next time you cast an instant or sorcery from your hand, put that card back into your hand instead of return, um, instead of into your graveyard as it resolves. Now. <laughs> and the lecture begins to sight now now let's, let's let's look at the next one down you save a dragon claw two two and a green legendary human legendary creature human warrior rare four mm-hmm. two trample at the beginning of your combat on your turn you may pay one is it hybrid is it hybrid if you do gain control of target creature and opponent controls with power less than your sober dragon claws until end of turn until the creature gains haste threaten effect which is quite interesting for a team commander yeah, as well not bad yeah but then if you look at shaman of the great hunt three and a red for a creature, Orc Shaman Mythic, 4-2 Haste. Whenever a creature you control deals damage to a player, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Ferocious, two Simic Hybrid, Simic Hybrid. Draw a card for each creature you control with power four or greater. Okay. So I'm just going to run by, by these. I mean, there's going to be a lot of words to think of. But realistically, what, I'm gonna, what the point I'm getting to is that the rare legendary creature, as much as it is a cool, nice, interesting card, I love the double hybrid activation cost in, yep. in, the, in the card because it makes it go, it's just more colours and it makes it pop a little bit. Also puts them in a colour identity without necessarily saying that they are all the colours. Exactly. Yep. It's a blue creature, but it's a Jeskai commander. Yep. If you then look at the the, alter, the, the the alternative, yes, I mean, obviously the difference in the rare and the mythic um, rarity shows the, the power jump. What I argued when, when, I, when, I, when I looked through all of these cards, apart from Torrent Elemental and Tassiga, and the only reason for that is that Torrent Elemental is the mythic creature, Tassiga is the rare creature, mm-hmm. and the Torrent Elemental is flying, and Tassiga clearly doesn't look like it. He's not clearly not got flaps. Boy, boy, boy has no arms on him whatsoever. He's clearly not got mad flaps. Point being that all of the rares look like... like why, why, is your, why is your rare cycle of interesting cool abilities, your legendaries, when your mythic cycle of, again... Single color with activate um, hybrid activated um, activated um, cost, and then had even more interesting abilities. Yeah, that's your non legendary. Sure. For all of these, apart from Toral Elemental, I said you don't necessarily you just change over the artwork and the and the card names. And okay, yeah, Alicia that smells at death has a specific ability tied into reanimation, but it fe- it feels like <sighs> it feels like the the Soulfire Grandma. It feels like they took the less powerful cards and made them the legends when they should have. 
And again, what I've, what I've realised as I was trying, as, as I was kind of figuring out the argument, is that annoyingly some of the words don't really work for it. So, Soulfire Grandmaster sounds like it does what it does, but to be a Soulfire Grandmaster sounds a little bit more inter- a bit better than the Silent Tempest. Sure, so I, I guess well, Shuyun, yeah. Shuyun, the Soulfire Grand, or um, Shuyun Soulfire Master, or something like that. And then you've got, you know, the silent, uh, you know, like, I don't know, Grandmaster. Sense, I whatever. guess if you're looking for, like, legendary names for things, like, of this theme. So a mm. lot of it was to do with things like, uh, like, fighting prowess. Mm. And, like, yeah, martial arts legendary stuff. Especially with things like Shu Yun mm. or Alicia Who Smiles of Death. Saying what they do actually isn't as evocative. Something saying the Silent Tempest mm. is more like a... Is more like a title yeah. than Soulfire Grandmaster. Yeah. Well, I think you're 100% right, though, is saying that the Soulfire Grandmaster definitely sounds like, like if there's 50 Soulfire Grandmasters, yeah. then fucking that's just bonkers. Yeah. Whereas even if there's two, yeah. they should definitely yeah, be legendary. You're the Shaman of the Great Hunt. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. One of the many Shamans of the Great Hunt. Yeah. Like Warden of the No, first I agree. Of- it, it definitely feels like they tried to crowbar. Oh, not crowbar. It definitely feels like they wanted to have their cake and yeah. eat it with, yeah. that, with those and that's, cycles. This is the thing about the, the annoying thing about the cycle is I love both cycles. I yeah. think they're both all really, really good. The annoying thing is you look at all the rares. Uh, Tasika's ability quite generic. It's just put two cards into your graveyard and you can return a card. Yeah. Shuyin, it's just prowess and then prowess, but a little bit different. Um, Yusova, it's a threat and effect. Dagatar, it's just moving counters. Alicia, it's just returning things to the graveyard. Brutal Horde Chief is super interesting. Three hybrid, um, three Boris hybrid, Boris hybrid for activated ability. Creatures your opponents control block this turn if able, and you choose how those creatures block. Now that is a mythic ability, yes, but that should be a legendary ability. Yeah, no, I agree. I and that's what I'm not. I mean, you would have had to have fumbled around a bit with how the wording, the vernacular works, and everything like that. But in my mind, they missed out massively in giving the legendaries, the legendary creatures, the much less interesting cards, and they're making also very interesting cards. But the only difference is that it's a different color, but it's still this, within the within the uh, clan, still having the other two colors to be, to be the activated cost. All, you, all you've done is essentially taken the, the more interesting card, made it mythic, not allowed it to be your commander, and then made the less more niche ability, or even then it's not even niche, it's more generic. Apart from your Sova, which, which I say is interesting because repeatable so, threat effects Well, it's only interesting. interesting because it's in Teema. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily offer anything new, anything specific, whereas Shame of the Great Hunt, that ability, when it's the, vamp- the vampire effect of when you hit, you get a counter, and then the backup ability to be able to draw cards... Is so is so good. I think Shaman Great Hunt's a fantastic card. I think it's significantly better than Yosova, and it's a shame that the legendary creature got a worse card when the better card didn't get given legendary. Do status. you think it's because Khans was a from the looks of it was a fairly top down set? Yeah. So they maybe. wanted to say these creatures, these legendary creatures, what do they do? Who are they? And then they created the yeah. Well, the, the thing, sort of maybe, that's maybe them. that's what the point is that they made, they wanted to find really interesting, unique abilities for these mythics. They did something cool. Torrent Elemental, for example, is one of the few cards that you can return um, to the battlefield from exile. Mm. The idea is that you can delve it away with the with the soul tie ability and then be able to play it back again. I feel like if Khans was made now, they would probably have dished out more legendaries, and that though yeah, because they've been more would free be, and easy yeah, now. Yeah. They they probably would have made them yeah. legendary creatures. And I guess the whole point maybe is because we saw the the Khans from in Khans, and mm. they were the legends of that set. We've now gone, yeah, these are the Khans from back in the day, or uh, and then you go, oh well, they're not as important as the ones we have at the moment, and they don't want to make they didn't want to do like Khans legendary cycle, Khans legendary cycle, Dragon Lords legendary cycle, which is interesting because in the story of the old mythic cycle, Khans sorry. of Tarkir, the ancient Khans actually play a much more pivotal role in the story. Yeah, though. right, exactly, yeah. and yet they're, leg- they're less on the rarity scale, which makes them feel a little bit. And then maybe it's an instinctive thing of when you see a mythic legendary, it's a little bit more, a little bit cooler. And maybe I don't, I don't again I don't know what their justifications necessarily are because I still I still think most of the mythics are better than their rare counterparts. But I think there is definitely a weird dissonance between the two when you can see they did all these all cool interesting abilities on the on the mythics and they kind of went for the more generic 
like I'd rather my legends do something really specific and unique that nothing else does than do something that a lot of other cards do because realistically it's probably going to make the deck feel less it's going to feel less unique but it's going to be more usable like I, I feel like it uh, like a Soulfire Grandmaster deck needs to try a little bit harder than a Shuyan deck to be functional with the commander being your focal point I mean, yeah, with Soulfire Grandmaster, you just use Time Walk and go go infinite, but, you know. Oh, yeah, sure, if you're a shitbag. Yeah, but, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Warden of the First Tree is interesting because it was essentially a new take on uh, Figure of Destiny, and I thought that was really interesting, and it would have been interesting to see that that was Dagatar gaining his strength as he goes. Like, realistically, Dagatar just comes in with four plus one plus one counters. One of his Wardens not only costs two cheaper, but eventually becomes like an eight-eight fine spirit trample thing, and it's like, well, Dagatar, like, how, why is Dagatar in charge of his Wardens go, going off? And, ah, now, you know? yes, so... Yes, this is the other thing which I think is kind of interesting. And it's a little bit what, what I said about how can people who made Vanilla Legends not have the foresight to kind of go, oh, maybe they're a little bit wank, is the fact that when you have these legendary creatures and they get outclassed by the other creatures in yeah. the set, yeah. very much similar to my Underrealm Lich's yeah. only situation, mm-hmm. you do sort of think, I get that you don't necessarily want every legendary creature to be the best card in the set. Yeah, maybe you're telling a story. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you are telling a story, but at the same time, you know, they have to have yeah. some level yeah, of gravitas. Squee can't be a 6-6 six, six flying intimidate. You know, he's just going to have to be... You You play... You make his card... It's not broken powerful. It's still interesting because obviously he is immortal. So you have to find an interesting way to make a 1-1 one, one goblin workable because you didn't need to yeah, make yeah, him yeah, super yeah. amazing. And they, they said this the same time when they made the Bithic um, um, rarity is that um, the Mythic rarity, the Mythics of the set aren't just going to be a list of the best cards from the set. Yeah. They will naturally have more powerful abilities you don't want your Mythics to be vanilla crappy creatures. But at the same time, they didn't want it to be the, all the format staples are just going to be the Mythics. I guess in the same fashion, they don't want all the Legends to have to be a Mythic, to have to be this, because again, you're just kind of pigeonholing yourself. Oh yeah, it's a balancing act. Like, yeah. we're, we're whinging about the fact that our favourite creatures aren't legendary and really what we're doing is we're just tearing apart any semblance of... Uh, you know, structure they have to when they're creating Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I imagine, again, so this is just something I noticed because when I looked through and I looked at all the rares, I'm like, yeah, this is cool that you put your legendary, you've got a legendary cycle of the old Khans. But then looking directly at all the mythics, I'm like, but these are way more interesting. Why aren't these your legends for the set? So at that point, it just kind of create, created a little bit of, not confusion for me, but it just didn't, it didn't sit right. And the thing about legends is that there is a degree of has to sit rightness to them. And again, super subjective. I can't quote for everybody, but moving what i'm going to do now is i'm going to go through a load of of, of suggestions that i've seen from people on across the internet of cards that they think should be legendary and there's usually it comes down to the fact that they are deeply resonant yeah so yeah there are definitely there are definitely cards that so come up again let's and again. start on the good books with andy man of imagine if they'd made hunt master of the fells legendary and you'd have had a nice legendary werewolf planes yeah sure. been playing that for years instead of yeah crappy ulrich yeah now ulrich yes more powerful stronger has splashier abilities but hunt master of the fells it's the hunt master of the fells yeah you know, how many more Huntmasters are there? I get the feeling that if, if they were to do that card now, if they'd never appeared in that set, mm. he would have been in Eldraine. Yeah, and because he is literally the Huntsman. Yeah. So the fact you had, I mean, yeah, your your uh, Red Riding Hood and your um, grandmother weren't, like, that was the Wizened Elder and, oh, I can't remember her name. Um, anyway, the, the werewolf, uh, the werewolf um, mana producer. Yeah, there, there's a werewolf mana dork that has a semblance yeah. of uh, Red Riding Hood. Yeah, absolutely. A... And that was the trope between the three of them. But it felt like, you know, and if they didn't give him, if they gave him legendary, they'd have to give them legendary. But again, he was mythic. Dual color would have been an amazing legend for your for your werewolves in the set that the mm-hmm. werewolves came out of. Why didn't you do that? No idea. Please answer. Um, hybrid, the hybrid avatars from Shadowmoor and Eventide, the ones that are five um, hybrid color cost, casting costs. Yeah, sure. Um, because they're all, apart from Demigod of Revenge, which specifically brings back all the other demigods of Revenge from the Graveyard, so mechanically that wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, 
all of the rest of them, Gas the Gas Lord of Fugue. Like, how many of them are there? The Dominus of Filthy. I'm sorry, if there are six or seven Dominus of Filthy, Dominus of Filthy definitely feels like over, a major over being of myth. How many over beings of myth are there? Yeah, you know the de- um, what's the what's the Deus of Calamity. I'm sorry, if there are more than one Deus of Calamities running around destroying all the land, you haven't got a plane left anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just doesn't work. You know, so that's another one that harkened, and also they work because they were that nice. It was a cycle, yeah, and they look really really cool. Um, big one, Tamanoa. So it's a two four. Um, from from cold snap um, that's Naya color so green red white for a so for, and it makes all non creature damage give you gain you that much life so it turns all your burn spells kind of like how fire song and sun speaker did it turns all your burn spells into into life and people have been wanting this for ages it's a big one of the ones where people are like well, I mean we'll probably just let it flex it's been on commander versus and other random um, YouTube channels that want to play around with episodes and go hey let's use legends that aren't legends another one and this is the big one the Nephilim. The Nephilim. The Nephilim. Why weren't they legendary? Yeah. Why? Like, they are specifically legends of the plane. They are the only, apart from when they release, they're the only in, they're the only cards in any set that are four colours. I'm not counting the Commander product because that's not technically a set. That's, you know, supplementary product. It's the, yeah, the only, the only set that has four colour, um, four colour creatures and, and yet isn't. They're not, they're not. And you can't have them. Again, people do the whole house ruling at your local store if I, can I just play it because I'm probably going to try and do something cool. Um, but a lot of the effects aren't necessarily replicable. Now we've had Zarda, um, the Ink Treader, I think it's Ink Treader? Mirambad? I can't remember. Anyway, the one that makes the reflex um, spells um, from, from itself onto sure. everything it could possibly target. A lot of them have had like, Analogs to, to, to cards that they now, now can do things with, but like which more um, Nephilim, for example, so they're all very they're all very unique and have very cool abilities. And the fact they were four colors, like super splashy. How are they not legendary? It's, mm. it's beyond me. The fact they're all so unique as well and how they look, they have no relevance to anything else. I don't understand how well they yeah, could sure. be. And I think that's one of the things. If they could go back, they probably would. Um, in the same vein um, of people that really want them, Maelstrom Archangel is one of them. This is from Alara, five color um, flying um, um, uh, flying five five. Um, I'm going to have to pick up exactly what his uh, ability is. But um, very, again, like people wanted a five color legend so they could, you know, do all the, do all the nonsense they want to do, um, which is absolutely fine. Like, the whole point is if you, especially for five color ones, like Genju of the Realms is another one, but that's a legendary enchantment because it turns, uh, you can enchant a land for one of every color into an 812 with trample. And then if the land goes to graveyard, the Genju comes back to your hand. Okay, a little bit broken because you could probably get away with doing a lot of, a lot of really yeah. broken things with it. But the fact it's five colours, um, it just looks really cool. The artwork on Genju of the Realms is so nice. It's super pretty. Um, and it's unique. The fact you're just... Imagine having... the, the your, your, what, what is your commando? It's the the... The, 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 the spirit of the land that just keeps coming back and animates these lands into 812 to smack you over the head with. That's great. Uh, Maelstrom Archangel, whenever it does damage, combat damage to a player, you may play a non-land from your hand without paying its mana cost. So essentially it's omniscience, but for one spell when it hits you. So it's not even super powerful, but it's the the Archangel of the Maelstrom. How does the Maelstrom have a church? Anyway, I don't understand. If, you, if you're the god of the Maelstrom, you've got to be, I mean, Child of Alaris is a big crying baby, actually, yeah. to be fair. But I mean, if Child of Alaris, you know, that, a legendary creature, why is a Maelstrom Archangel? There's also an argument to be said that any five-colour creature should probably be... Because Chromanticore. Chromanticore, exactly the same thing. There's Any five-colour creature should, probably should be, um, arguably, because... It will be so important, Harkin, apart from Fusion Elemental. And even then, the Fusion Elemental only came about because of the Convergence, and the Convergence doesn't happen very often, so it must be a very unique Elemental, right? 
Anyway, whatever. Move, moving on. Um, the Herald creatures from Alara as well. So there was a cycle of five um, five mythic legendaries, in the, obviously in the first set that ever had legendaries, and they all had um, a creature that um, you could pay um, a load of mana to go and search out um, the creature from your from your deck and put it into your hand. And they had their own heralds. If you've got your own heralds, I am sorry, you are pretty damn good. <laughs> you know? And I'm pretty sure at that point it elevates up to, up to legendary stages. The only reason why not, because they also had a legendary cycle... Um, Mile of the Anima, for example, is the Naya one. Um, she was quite cool. It's like an activated ability, like three green, white, red. Tap her. You can look at the top six, but anything with um, power five or greater, or a single creature of power five or greater into, into play. Um, whereas Godsire isn't a legendary creature. And yes, okay, the elf is a specific character, but she's just a generic elf. She's doing something. How is Godsire not legendary? Yeah. You know, to the people on the plane, she's just another bloody elf. Yeah, she's a powerful elf, but she's another... That thing, there ain't no more, there ain't no more Godsires out there apart from the fact it brings is its it mate maybe, along. I mean, this isn't the case because they, the princely legendary creatures that definitely don't have this, but is it maybe that the legendary creature has to have some kind of sentience about them? Um, trying to think of one yeah progenitus does that have sentience or is it just acting on impulse yeah that's a good question you know I guess that's yeah the idea of um, yeah sentience is is obviously quite again pulls into the question of whether or not you are um, I mean even then though no I'd stand by the fact that even something something that didn't have sentience can be a legendary creature like a slim voder I don't think is going around going oh I wonder if I do the sudoku today no it's fine you know yeah well, guys, that was uh, the cards that we'd love to see being legends, the cards that we think shouldn't be legends, and us... Uh, a little bit of anger and waffling in the middle of all Just, that. oh man, angry waffles. Yeah. But it's fun. Oh man, angry waffles. I feel cleansed. Yeah, good. Do you feel cleansed? Um, I didn't, I, I, I felt cleansed before, now I feel like I've taken your burden. Oh, okay. I'll clean you later. <laughs> oh, please do. Uh, uh, guys. <laughs> oh, that's strange, no? Yeah, if you have any creatures, guys, that you would want to see as a legendary creature, please mm. head us up, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Or any legends you might expect to find to come out in Legends. We already know about Baron Sanger. We already know yep. about, um, oh, uh, Jessica. So what other things do you expect that we might see from back in the day? Don't say Yorgmoth is a god, Deathclaw. That's just not going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. At um, uh, MT Flavoring is the Twitter handle that you need mm-hmm. to send all that to. Uh, if you want to at us about anything you're upset about, you can get Nathan at the Fox and the Moon. If you want to cheer Andy Man up, you can find him at Andy Manface. Ah, very good. Yeah, that, you saw where I was going with it. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, emails go to mtflavoring uh, <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, guys, there are lots of great Vorthos content creators out there. I just want to give a shout out basically no, to no one in specific, but if you are enjoying what you're listening to us, mm. then uh, and you're enjoying listening to two, two grumpy, whiny English wankers go on about this, <laughs> then please open your fucking brains and mm. look at people who are actually a joy to listen to. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the reason why we do this is because they did it in the first place so. and uh, we yeah. thought we'd just copy them no it's because <laughs> we thought we had our own voice <laughs> but uh, sometimes our voice can be a little bit grumpy and if you yeah. want to have some joy then there's plenty of other people yeah out exactly there. Um, but really this is all to say guys that the Vorthos world is large and it's only going to get larger this mm-hmm. year there are going to be loads of legends coming in as Nathan said mm-hmm. um, so yeah open your third magic eye and yeah. get stuck in and the important thing is keep calm and carry on in this current climate people have forgotten that yeah so be happy be safe important disclaimers um, and wash your hands yeah absolutely wash your hands you dirty bugs if you weren't doing it before <laughs> I mean there is that <laughs> why we suddenly all run out of soap it's like what were people doing before licking their hands like animals I saw my cat doing it and he's really clean I thought that was the right thing to do <laughs> thank you very much for listening guys this has been Magic the Flavoring yeah, I'll see you soon